Hey, y'all, and happy Friday. Welcome to the Happy Hour Express edition of the Stripe Show podcast, where we bring you everything you need to know from this week in golf in about 15 minutes or less today. As you can see, I have a lovely guest, someone who's really moving the needle in golf media, host and producer for Golf Digest, Golf TV, NCAA Division II champion. Don't think I wasn't going to mention that. Rollins back in the day. Most importantly to her, I'm sure, my high school golf teammate and dear friend, Hallie Ledbetter. Hallie, what's up, my girl? Samantha Marks, wonderful to see you. It is, I know, I mean, back in the day when we were grinding in those nine-hole matches after school, look at us now. <laughs> Seriously, who would have thought? But you just moved to L.A. How are things out there going for you so far? Things are good. Things are good. You know, it's uh, I was with my parents in Florida for about a year, so it's a bit weird. There's no you know, yelling in this apartment. <laughs> I love my family, but we are a rowdy bunch. So uh, it's a little quieter, uh, but I do miss them. But ha- happy to be here, excited to play some LA golf and uh, meet some new people. So um, looking forward to it. What's first on your bucket list as far as golf goes? Have you played yet? Where are you going to play? So I've only been here for about three days and I've been unpacking the whole time. So have not played. I've, I've hit up the uh, the driving ranges a few times, some, some lit night driving ranges, which have been fun, but, um, yeah, hoping to actually, so I'm on the East side of LA and I drove past like this really neat par three course, um, last night. So I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm all for the Rivieras and the, uh, you know, the big name courses, Wilshire's and LA country club and everything like if anybody wants to have me out, I'll be there, but (laughs) I'm really excited to play um, some of the other, uh, Muni courses around here as well. I love that. I'm going to have to come visit you because I've actually never been to LA somehow. Oh my God. You got to come. I'll, I'll, well, let me, let me figure it, let me figure it out where everything is. And then I'll show you around. Yeah. Get moved in, get all settled, but let's get right to the topic at hand. Why I invited you on the podcast today. we like to keep it short. Like I told you, so give me kind of your off the top of your head thoughts about the new golf media, the modern golf media debate going on and what you're doing with brands like USGA, many others. I know you work with a lot of brands to kind of widen their audience um, in a modern way. And I guess I would also ask is why is that important right now? Well, it's so important, especially, you know, in this day and age where we're all about diversity. And I just feel like golf is a sport that, you know, generally it's a bunch of older white gentlemen and you know there's nothing wrong with that love love them but if we want to continue growing and evolving as a game we really do need to be catering to these other demographics so that's why you look at an organization like the usga uh you know and you know their media day that was last week they invited the traditional golf media they had golf digest golf week golf magazine they were all there they were all doing their traditional coverage which is incredibly important but then you had people there like roger Steele and uh, the comedian Becky Robinson that can reach these totally different demographics that these other, you know, I work for Golf Digest, I work for a traditional outlet um, that that we just maybe can't uh, reach or haven't quite um, reached yet. So I don't think there's anything wrong with with having both. We need both to be able to continue to grow. That's what I think is so such an interesting topic. And part of the conversation is there's kind of this stigma that it's like the only way is to cover it is to cover the sport by posting the the gamer article from the Wells Fargo Championship. Well, not everybody wants to read that. And that really only caters to one specific hardcore golf fan. You're not going to get somebody 
into the game through that. Would you agree? No, absolutely not. I mean, listen, I play golf. I would consider myself like a hard-o golfer. And like very rarely am I going to read the gamer on the Wells Fargo. Like, you know, obviously I I would probably already know through social who won it. And I want to see more fun content. I want to see, you know, okay, Justin Bieber in his dreadlocks and white caddy uniform. I think that's hilarious. I think that's cool. Somebody who's a fan of Justin Bieber is going to see that and be like, Justin Bieber plays golf. That's so neat. I want to give it a try. And, you know, whether whether you like Justin Bieber or not, it doesn't matter. It's not for you. You know, I think that's where I find a lot of the issues are that any, you know, traditional person that works in the media, they're like, oh, well, it's it's not good content. It's not something that I would enjoy. I'm like, well, this isn't about you. Like golf already has you. We're thankful that you're here. Continue on carrying on what you do. But we're trying to reach other people and we want to continue to grow the sport. So we can't just keep doing the same thing if we want to continue to grow our audience. So why do you think that that we can't coexist very well? Is that, does that, is that a fair question? Yeah, no, I think it comes out. I think people are just insecure. People are scared. You know, they just, they don't, they think they're going to, I don't know if it's maybe they, maybe it's even a subconscious thing. They don't even know that they're scared, but you know, anybody, anybody gets insecure. They see other people doing cool things, getting invited to do cool things. And it's like, Oh, why am I not there? That means, means I'm not doing the right thing. And that's not true. I mean, we just talked about how it's important to have both, right? You need tradition. You need this new stuff. And again, if it's not for you, then that's okay. But you don't need to demean content that you don't enjoy. Just because it wasn't made for you and you don't enjoy it doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, it's just different. And that's why you have your content. And that's why this other new content's getting created for these new groups of people that we need in our game to continue to grow and evolve. It's interesting. I mean, it's a great point because people say they want to grow the game and and they say that all they want. And then they kind of, um, and it's it's a lot of people. I'm not singling in on one person. This happens all the time on social media where more traditional golfers, older golfers, um, they want to have things their traditional classic golf way. And they say they want to grow the game. Well, that doesn't go hand in hand because if you want to grow the game, you'll want the future generations to watch it or to be interested in it at least. Yeah. And for example, the pieces that, that you guys work on with, you know, um, for example, at the USGA Media Day, who knows what office fan might have seen that exactly oh my god that's a really pretty golf course when is that on let me watch that and that's kind of the goal you're not catering to the people who want to know about jordan spieth's swing issue like that's two audiences right yeah and we already have that we have plenty of that content and if that's what floats your boat like type that in in google and you'll find it but this other stuff is what's new and refreshing and how we're going to get more people into this game i mean I always go back to, I mean, I've been in the golf industry for a long time. My people ask me like, oh, like long, how long have you worked in golf? And I'm like, well, I'm 28 years old. So I've been here, been around for like 28 years. <laughs> you know, I've grown up in this industry. And I remember I was at a party one time and this girl was like, it was like this cool New York City party. And this girl was like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, I work in golf. And she's like, golf, like, oh, and I was like, Oh my God, so rude. But I totally forgot like like this. And you know, this girl was like this cool, you know, downtown New York city hipster, like, and like, that's the type of person that would never really consider golf because the type of content that she's used to seeing that's around golf is, you know, the very traditional stuff, which again is 
great for a type of audience. But if we want to get new people to consider playing, we have to create new types of content. And how are you doing that? What kind of types of content are there? I mean, is are these new platforms that are coming out like TikTok? Are you guys utilizing that? Is that kind of how you're trying to reach those younger audiences? Or what is kind of the goal when you go out there with, you know, um, the guy from the office? Like, what's the goal out there? Yeah, well, I think the goal, well, one, I think it comes down to representation, right? Like when you see people like you out there on the course, then you're like, oh, okay. You know, like it's like, for example, Becky Robinson, who is a hilarious comedian. We had her out at UOTOPA Media Day. She herself is not, you know, a, a huge golfer. Her dad's a big golfer, but she likes golf and she wants to get more into it. But she's a fairly beginner player. So we had her out at Media Day and the content that she created was hilarious. And her channels, I guarantee you, you know, 90% of her audience does not play golf, does not care about golf, but you know, she's tagging us women's open. She's tagging us open. So now her audience is going to be like, Oh, I love Becky Robinson. She's interested in, in golf. She's interested in the U S open. Oh, maybe I should, you know, sort of pay attention to that. And the same goes with, with, I keep ugh, it's so bad when I interviewed Brian Baumgart, <laughs> I almost called him Kevin. <laughs> um, <laughs> The same goes for Kevin, same goes for Brian, you know, like you said, somebody might see that they might, it's all about association, right? If you like Brian and you see that he likes golf, then you're going to think, oh, maybe I would like golf too. So I think it's all about association and it's about finding people like Justin Bieber, like Becky Robinson, like Kevin, Jesus, like Brian, <laughs> like Brian, that, you know, like if you see these people that you admire and you and you like, and you like the content that they put out, if all of a sudden they're doing things with golf, you're going to be more apt to take an interest in golf. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think an interesting part of, you know, I was talking to my parents about this the other day is like, we are a more impressionable generation. We grew up following these. I have influencers I followed for like 10 years and yeah. I feel like so invested in their life. And like, if they tell me to go buy this Amazon fuzzy slipper, so be it, I'm going to buy it. And so it's yeah. like- but the people who are in, who are more the traditional golf media type, they didn't grow up with Instagram and Twitter and, and the social media things that we have. So I think that that's another part of it is that they just see things very differently than we do. Oh, totally. They do. And again, it's like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, like, it's like I look at somebody like my dad who, oh, bless his heart. But like <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like not his thing. And that's OK. Like he loves reading golf digest you know like the actual hard copy and that's wonderful that's why we have it you know but like digital content social content like we at golf digest are putting so much effort into those into those um categories as well because that's where our audience is going to continue to grow because you and i are used to consuming content in that way swiping double tapping like that's how we consume content i'm not going to rip out an article in the magazine and send it to you. Like I'm going to copy a link <laughs> and send it to you, <laughs> you know, like not saying that like my dad doesn't, or, any, you know, anybody his age doesn't have a complete grasp on technology, but it's just a different way of consuming content and a different way of, of sharing things, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, it's just different. And it's not better or worse. It's just different. And we can all exist together. <laughs> That's, I think, the biggest point of all of this is that we can all exist together and we should, because at the end of the day, that there's not one way that we sh that we should or shouldn't do something. It's and the younger generation is coming up and they're not going to want to sit and read a column at the, at, 
on in bed on Sunday night. Like that's just not how it is. And I think it kind of brings up all of this conversation brings up bigger issues. And one of them is golf, like adapting and changing with the times. And that's not just in the media space. That's in, you know, the, how there's more municipal courses coming up and how there's more public courses being more lax on dress code. And I mean, you know me, I get in Twitter fights over dress code, music on the course, you name it. Over it, but what? Where do you think the game is going? Because I really think it's kind of up to us, like people your your age and my age, to change a trajectory. And and I, I guess my question would be, what's what's the balance between keeping the tradition of um, a very historically stuffy sport and adapting mm-hmm. to the times where we're still welcoming new new people? Yeah, it's tough. You know, I think that there's. There's a time and place for tradition, you know, there's also things that, you know, maybe, you know, under maybe under the guise of tradition, that's not really tradition, it's just outdated and wrong. For example, Pine Valley be only, you know, now accepting women as members, which is fantastic. Like, it's bizarre that we have to celebrate that. But great, you know, that's something that like, I don't, you can call that traditional you want, but that needs to go, (laughs) you know, but then when it comes to, to other things, like, you know, I know we, we talked on Twitter about dress code. Like, I think it's fine to dress like a golfer. You know, let's not be ridiculous. I know there are, there are certain courses. I think there's one here in L.A. that like women can't show their ankles. And I'm like, OK, like my ankles are too provocative for you. <laughs> like, let's, like, that's ridiculous. So I think when it comes to, to tradition, like it's there's are certain things when it comes to golf, like, cool, let's 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 keep them. But there are other things like, you know, when especially when it comes to gender and that sort of thing that we need to just throw out the window. So one of the really cool things about golf is our history. But I think we also need to be self-aware enough and conscious enough of when it's like, okay, it's time for certain things to go. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to put it. Is it if it's really tradition or if it's like a bad habit kind of thing? Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> like, are women not allowed in the grill room because of tradition or are you just being sexist? Yeah, <laughs> are you just an asshole? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I totally, I, I think that's a great point. And I think, you know, golf is, it. we need to be welcoming to more people in the game. No, we don't need to be wearing gym shorts and t-shirts out there. But at the end of the day, it is a game, right? And there totally. are different ways to enjoy it. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand now. I mean, I just got my dad to start listening to music on the course, like maybe a year or two ago, and he loves it. He's like, oh man, I used to hate this and now I can't even play without it. And it's like, if you would just try somebody else's way... And it's, it's all about what makes you enjoy it more. If that's, if that means you want to put some low bump and Shania Twain on in the golf cart and it's not hurting anybody else, you do you, sweetie. Do it. So, do it. <laughs> it's just, I think it comes down to like, you know, having an open mind, right? That's totally. what I think. It, that's yeah. what I and think. You, know, you do it once. And if you don't like music, then don't play with it again. But I'm not going to sit here and bash you for listening with list, playing golf because of music. I'm just happy that you're out there. Exactly. And that's all, it all comes back to wanting to grow the game and whether that's all talk and you just say that because you're supposed to say that, or you really do. Yeah. Totally love it. Well, thank you so much, Holly. I think that's all the time we have on Happy Hour for the Stripe Show podcast. Thanks again for joining me to break this down, Holly. Love what you're doing and how you're expanding and growing the game. Let's do it again soon. Okay. Let's do it. Cheers, you guys. Make it a great weekend. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. 
They grow in excitement and in anticipation, and this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. There is no better place to get in in all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55-to-1 odds on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. That's Bet $1, and if the fighter of your choice wins, you cash $55 plus. With basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner, DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable, meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TRAVIS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 